Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 8 of Family Ties. This episode is titled The Big Fix, and it originally aired on November 17th, 1986. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, Phil. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Are we we feeling better? Yeah, much better. Much better. So... Yeah, between uh, a quick trip to Oregon, you know, double ear infection, I'm back on the mend. I'm I'm back in the saddle again. That's good. Whew. Double ear infection. That's that's rough. Right? I can't think of the last time I was that sick. Well, I'm glad that you're back now. Me and too. And all of the sniffles from my allergies and your lingering ear infection <laughs> will be edited out. No one will be the wiser, so don't you yeah. worry, folks. Well, and I was just thinking, like, you know, you're going to listen to me cough, and, you know, I could hit the cough button on my microphone, but I'm not sure if it'll cut it out or not. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we'll clean it up, and no one will be the wiser. Nice. So how's it going? It's going very well uh, for a lot of things, but I have something that we're going to jump into right away on this podcast that you don't know about. I don't. We have a listener mail that we're going to read. Ooh, what? Yes, we Man, do. We have just been on the phone for like 45 minutes. No, 59 minutes we've been on the phone. And now <laughs> you're just now telling me this? Oh. I know. I'm, I'm so sneaky. Right? This is from someone that we know. Okay. And, um, well, I'll read the subject line and you'll know who it's from. Okay. It says, from Phil's much older wife. <laughs> I knew that one was going to come back and get you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she is listening She's always listening <laughs> She's always listening This is Janelle, and she said Hi guys, so I'm writing this from my school parking lot Because I couldn't smother Phil with a pillow For saying I'm older than him Like, <laughs> like Keith suggested Because I was driving to work this time oh. she, she did a laughy face <laughs> And then she said, I had to write in to say I loved Keith's tip for hopping on the rental car shuttle and getting the car while the rest of the fam gets the luggage. I think that's a great idea for most people. Of course, we are weird and it wouldn't work with us because I booked the rental cars through my teacher's union and I'm the primary driver and Phil is my free additional driver as my spouse, even though I very rarely drive on vacay. So we both have to be there. But I also get the cheapest rental cars in the galaxy. But that is a good point. I need to get her to get my rental car, and maybe she'll just fly to Hawaii, and then she'll be like, hey, this guy's going to drive it, too. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a good solution. <laughs> but you can work something out there. Yeah, that. I mean, that's why I always have to be there at the same time, so that we can both sign up. Do you just do all the driving? I do, typically, because Heidi doesn't really care to drive, and she doesn't go anywhere that I don't go, so I typically right. just drive. But well, this year is going to be a little bit different, because I'm coming back... After like eight days, nine days, I don't know, something days, and she's staying for the full 15. Ah, yes. So you're going to have to come up with a, you're going to have to both be there. Yeah. Either that or I know like in times past, they've always said like, just stop by after and we can just add her license to it because it's not, doesn't change anything. They just make sure that she can drive it. So. Yeah, I could see that. You go, well, like, maybe on a Tuesday or something, you know, when you're driving by the airport already and just change it up. I don't know. I don't know by. what we're going to do yet. 
Well, Janelle and I do it so that we both can for a couple reasons. One, I mean, I usually do most of the driving on vacation, but, you know, if I get tired or something, it's nice to be able to hand it off. And two, our traditional thing is that I drive around to the places, but then once we're at a hotel, if we have to go, like, pick up food or do a grocery run or go to the store for some reason, Janelle does all those runs from the hotel. Oh, nice. Okay. That's our balance there. So Yeah. And so we always usually, like when we go on vacation, uh, we usually will go to the store on our way to the hotel or whatever. And so we let all the kids pick, you know, snacks and all kinds of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. You got to check out the local grocery store. I mean, that's the most fun part of the trip. Right? And I mean, you almost always have to start with a shaved ice or, you know, uh, some sort of a treat or ice cream or something. You got to get your macadamia nuts filled up. Right? Well, you got to go to Costco or Walmart for those. That's right. That's what we learned. (laughs) How funny. All right. Well, back to Janelle's letter here. She said, love this episode and loved your take as dads on it. I think the thing you have to remember with your daughters is that you guys are awesome dads and have been very involved in their upbringing. So they will definitely be making great decisions when it comes to friends and potential spouses. Like you said, Nick is actually a pretty great guy when it comes down to it, and he's perfect for Mallory. You guys don't have to lock your daughters in the Harry Potter under the stairs closet. (laughs) (laughs) And then she said, FYI, before 2019, I wouldn't have got this reference, so Keith is on to something. Didn't pick up a Harry Potter book or watch the movies until much later. See? So... You're right. There are there are still people out there in some corners of the galaxy. Well, you don't want to throw out a reference that you know nobody's going to get, or maybe you know half your audience doesn't get. That's true. That is true. I probably do that a lot unconsciously anyway. But it's good to catch it when we do. <laughs> well, I'm sure I do too, actually. So. <laughs> and then she said, "Keep up the good work from old Janelle." Oh, <laughs> well, the good thing is, is even though she might be older than you, she looks light years younger than you. This is true. Yes, this is true. Well, and she's my age right now until her birthday in June. So only six months out of the year are we different ages. Right? Well, so. Heidi is still older than me. So I've got a few more months before I'm I'm her age. So it's good. <laughs> It's, it's not fair because Janelle's birthday is in June. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day is in May. And then, of course, there's Christmas in December. And our anniversary is in March. And Valentine's Day is in February. There's, like, always something that I'm keeping in mind to plan for Janelle. But on the other hand, Janelle only has to worry a little bit because my birthday and Christmas are in December. And she does a great job of, like, separating them out, right? But, yeah. She does an you know, incredible a whole- job. But she has a whole year to put it all together. So, like, yeah. I'm constantly, I'm, it's equidistant. She's like half and half. So, I've always got something I got to be planning. But I got some good stuff going for uh, Mother's Day and, and birthday this year. I can't say because she listens, but. Right, it's right. Good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. Well, you're going to get her some new gardening gloves, right? Yeah. Well, I had to throw <laughs> away the ones that I touched today. So. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> No one knows what that's about, but we won't go into that here. No, Needless to say, I'm going to need some new gloves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's an awesome letter. Thank you, Janelle, for writing in. Yes, that was amazing. Thank you, Janelle. And dear listeners, if you would like to be like Janelle, you too can write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on our Facebook page. And while you're there, make sure you join our Facebook group, a group for the friends of the Alex P. Keaton is my friends podcast nice well done 
I think podcast is always the word I miss. Yeah, I mean, it's unnecessary because most people know what that is. But, you know, in case they don't, it's there. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Sha-la-la-la! Well, should we uh, get to the case of this episode? Yes! Speaking of cases, let's unlock this one. Oh, well, we open the episode in none other than the Keaton Kitchen. What? We, we have Jennifer and Steven, and Steven is trying to teach Jennifer how to stuff a manicotti. This is our little uh, side story for the opening of the show. And in case you don't know what a manicotti is, it's like a big tube pasta. But before they're cooked, they're hard, you know, like a piece of uncooked pasta is. And as he's, like, using a spoon to shove the stuff into the manicottis, they explode in his hands. (laughs) And he keeps, like, trying to demonstrate them for her. And then he's like, oh, I just want you to see what not to do. And then he does it again. Oh, I just want to make sure you really know. And, you know, hilarity ensues. He's terrible at it. Janelle pointed out, because Janelle watched it with me. That you're not supposed to fill them with a spoon or utensil. you got to put your fingers in there. Like, that's a hands-on operation. Oh, okay. Do you really fill them when they're hard? Yeah, and then you cook them like that. Oh, okay. It's it's good. Janelle makes a mean manicotti, let me tell you. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, makes me hungry just thinking about her food. Like, I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be easier even, like, you know how they do the thing where you take, uh, like, a little Ziploc bag and you put all your stuffing inside of it and then you cut the corner and then you just can kind of squeeze it right in? You could do that. I'm sure there's different ways. But, you know, if you wash your hands well, your, uh, you know, fingers are going to poke in there. That's, they always do that on, like, fancy cooking shows. They use their hands, you know. Yeah, okay, well, I guess, you know, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. I guess it makes sense to fill it harder, because I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be a little bit easier when it's not going to just, you know, destroy in your hands and just, like, he when he was squeezing it, the, the pasta was going everywhere. Well, Janelle manages to do it just fine and has never, doesn't explode them when she does it, so it's doable. But, you know, it takes a magic hand. When she makes it, does she count out like, okay, you know, everybody gets, you know, like, oh, the kids get eight of these and, you know, Phil gets ten or whatever it might be? Or is it just like you just keep going till the pan is full of them? I think she just fills a pan. I mean, it, it's different from a lasagna, you know, different elements and stuff. But, it's you know, it winds up being like that. So, you know, when it, you once you've done baking it, you scoop them out like as a unit, but they're all kind of baked together and all the cheese melts all over on top of it, you know? Oh, yeah. So. That sounds good. Oh, it is. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You get, like, your Italian sausage and cheese in there and stuff. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right, Janelle, if you're listening, you should make manicottis. <laughs> <laughs> and soon, request. too, before it gets hot outside and then you don't want to turn on the oven anymore. That's right. That's right. We need to do it in this last little bit here before the summer fully kicks in. (laughs) 100%. As the cooking lesson is not going very well, uh, we find out that Elise is in the living room and she is working with a person that she works with at the firm, although she's not working full time at the firm anymore. Because I guess I should bring this up. She just recently had a baby. What? Andy. 
That's right. What? Just recently had a baby. And if you were paying close attention earlier, you might have noticed that Jennifer's hair was short. Yep. And she looks quite a bit younger. And then a little bit, uh, Nick and Mallory come in. And Mallory's hair is back to her old short hair. And she looks very much younger. Keith, we've got our first episode that was shot and aired out of order. This Way out made. of order, too. Like, a couple of years. Well, they did a, a batch of them during season four. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use them. I can't remember how many, but I think there's like four or five of them that they made back then. And they didn't use them until this season. And they pop them in different spots throughout the season. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because Andy was, you know, a baby baby um, last season. And then all of a sudden this season they aged him up to, well, I think we right. decided four, right? Right. But okay. yeah, and last season he was a baby. And the previous season ended with her giving birth, remember? Yep. So yep. this yep. had to have been made. That's how we know it had to have been made during that season. And you notice, like, the opening credits had, like, the old painting with baby Andy and some of the older clips. You know? Oh, that's so, right. It did. I yeah. was getting my notes ready as the song was playing because, you know, you got to listen to the song and sing along with it. But So, yeah, it was back to the old opening. But this is the order that it was aired in. So, you know, viewers might have been confused when they're like, they talk about in this episode, oh, Andy can't even walk yet. Except that he definitely can walk based on stuff we saw earlier. Right, and he's been doing lines and singing songs and... Interesting. Well, anyway, so we are back here at the end of... Or somewhere in the middle of season four, but we're it's stuck in here. So we get used to that kind of disjointed feel because this is how several episodes are going to go this season. We find out that uh, there's a couple other people, too, by the way, throughout this episode that we'll see that are from season four. Elise is not working at the firm, the architecture firm, full-time. She's doing it part-time. And one of the ways she's doing that is she's working from home a little bit. So Terry Bridgman from the firm is over at the living in the living room. They're working on, like, a proposal. And Terry is younger. And so as Elise and Terry come into the kitchen... Well, actually, I guess I should mention briefly that Alex pops in and they ask Alex if he will bring Andy to a birthday party coming up. So that's kind of Alex's side story is he's got to get a present for the kid that Andy's going to their birthday party. And then Steven sends Jennifer and Mallory off to the store and uh, Nick goes with them to go buy more pasta shells because he's destroyed all of them. (laughs) Right. So that, that kind of distributes everyone. We don't see a whole lot of Mallory this episode. That was like almost all that we got of her. Very, very little bit of Mallory this time. Which I guess we got two pretty Mallory-centric episodes in a row. So, you know, it works. Anyway, Terry and Elise come into the kitchen. They are done working on their proposal. And through the conversation, they're kind of talking about how things are going. They find out that Terry has been... Uh, has broken up with his girlfriend, and he's kind of feeling lonely. And all of a sudden, Elise uh, starts getting the bright idea that she's going to set him up on a date. And Stephen is like, no, 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 please stop doing that. This whole episode is Stephen begging Elise to listen to him, and she never does. None. Um, Not one time. As soon as he walks out, she starts, she goes over to the phone, and she's looking through her phone book, and trying to think of who she can set him up with. And she finally settles on, she's going to call their next door neighbor, Liz Obeck. And she's going to invite them both to dinner and do a, a setup, a matchmaking setup here. Oh boy. Forgot to mention also that Terry is not the one that she worked with before. This is not played by uh, Peter Scolari. This is a different young guy who she works with at the architecture firm. Yep. But he also is very friendly with her and they kiss goodbye. 
So, at least has an interesting relationship with her coworkers. She does. Have you ever kissed a coworker goodbye? Oh, see you next I time. Ne- I never have. No, no. not at all. No. <laughs> Only when I used to work with my wife. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's weird. I mean, I guess in Europe, maybe. Or the 80s. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so. Fast forward a couple of days, and we get a knock at the door, and Liz Obeck has come over, and she's grateful for the invitation, and she finds out that she's not the only one invited to dinner, that they've also invited Terry, and Steven's talking to her as Elise is in the kitchen, and she reveals to him that, oh no, like I already have a boyfriend, and we've been dating for two years. And Steven's like, oh, no, he realizes it's going to be a big problem. And Elise comes in, and before he gets a chance to tell her, someone's at the door, and it's Terry, of course. And Steven spends the rest of the conversation as Terry and Liz are kind of awkwardly talking, and and Elise is trying to, like, force them to get to know each other, desperately trying to get Elise to talk to him (laughs) about the vegetables. Right. Because he wants to tell her, like, no, this can't work. It's not going to be good. He keeps saying, like, Elise, can I talk to you about these vegetables? We need to go in the kitchen and talk about the vegetables. And so eventually he, like, forces her into the kitchen. And then she comes out. She's very upset because she didn't realize that this match is not going to work. However, meanwhile, we find out that perhaps Liz Obeck is not being faithful to her boyfriend. She does not tell Terry that she's got a boyfriend. Terry comes in the next day after the whole thing is over and he's all excited. He comes into the kitchen to uh, pick up some paperwork or something from Elise and he's like, oh, everything's great. We went out on a date after we left the house and I really, really like this girl. I think things are going to work out. And so now, like, Elise is just so upset and they're stressed about it. They just don't know what they're going to do. So, meanwhile, while that happens, we get a, a little side track with Alex Nick stops by and he tells Alex, I know that you're supposed to be getting a present for Andy's friend. And I got some stuff that maybe, you know, you'll like, so you don't have to like buy something. And he pulls out like this bag of, you know, he's been digging through garbage for artwork stuff. (laughs) And he pulls out this doll, like this naked doll. And he's like, Oh, I think the kid might like this. And Alex is like, yeah, that could work. And Nick's like, all right, I got some clothes out of my car that we could dress it up with. (laughs) Clothes out of my car. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he goes out and we kind of like cut away from that a little bit. Next, we go back to a party. There's a work party for um, Elise's group, uh, her architecture group, or firm, firm, their firm. And... They're going over there, and they find out that when they get there, uh, Terry is there with Liz. And, you know, Elise has just been so stressed about this, and she's like, I gotta go do something, because she's really upset that Terry doesn't know, and Liz isn't being honest. And so, while she's going along, Steven actually gets a chance to talk with Liz and finds out now that, yes, she does have a boyfriend, but she's not really serious about him anymore because she really likes Terry and she wants to make that happen. So now, Steven has the information again that Elise doesn't have, and there's just another whole round of Steven trying to get Elise to listen, and she's trying to now break the two of them up. Oh, she would just listen to Steven once in a while. Just one time. So much better. Or, you know, maybe ask Liz before, uh, when you got on their phone, before she comes over for dinner, like, hey, you seen anybody? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, 
it all comes to a crescendo as Elise kind of spills the beans and then the two, they, they have an argument and then the scene is over and we know that things did not go well between the two of them. Well, we're back at the house now and Nick and Alex are dressing this baby. They're <laughs> making, doing like an operation here. They have an argument about like what kind of clothes this baby can wear and Alex doesn't want to mix the plaid with this other pattern and Nick's like, it's fine, it's fine. We've tried on like eight outfits and and uh, they've basically, you know, wrestling back and forth. They've got the clothes off, so the baby's, like, half naked again. And right then, uh, Jennifer and Mallory walk in and see the two of them on the floor, like, wrestling around with this naked <laughs> baby. And they're like, oh, you guys are sick. What's wrong with you? And and uh, Nick's like, no, it's not what you think, Mallory. And she's like, get away from me. And she, like, runs off upstairs. <laughs> and so for the police. Right then, as as Alex is holding this like naked baby, Elise and and uh, Stephen come in, and Elise is like, "Oh, I'm I'm so ashamed." And Alex like looks down at the doll he's holding. And he's like, "It's not mine, Mom. It's Nick's." <laughs> <laughs> he threw Nick right under the bus. Well, of course they didn't weren't worried about it because it wasn't actually what she was ashamed about. She was so upset about this whole situation that created that she created with Liz and Terry. And so eventually Liz comes over. Alex uh, is ogling her as she does because he's apparently been in love with her for years because she lives next door. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she comes over and she wants to talk to Elise. And right as they kind of start talking about it, Terry shows up through the back door and there's like an awkward moment. Terry's like, oh, I should go. And Liz is like, I should go. And then Elise is like, no, wait, stop. And then she brings them together and she basically like starts matchmaking all over again and gets them to kind of make up. And they're like, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. And so they go out the front door and uh, they tell them to go to have, to go have dinner at Guido's because apparently they have an account at Guido's. Oh yeah. I was super interested in that. Put it on our tab at Guido's. So I guess that's a thing that you can just do. Yeah. They leave out the front and the last shot we see is Alex outside the window in the living room. <laughs> right? And he's running through the bushes and he's like, Liz, wait, he's no good for you. And we get a freeze frame on Alex in the window and Steven and Elise looking out at him. Which I don't think we've ever seen someone like outside those windows. That was my thought. I don't think we've ever seen. In fact, remember, we just talked a couple episodes ago about that beautiful view that was outside the window. Right. Now there's a whole new set of bushes in the, out there and uh, Alex is running through them. That, that was, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I've not seen that yet. That's the whole episode. It's a matchmaker gone awry. Oh, yeah. Who would have saw that coming? I know. Well, and Steven did. Steven yeah. knew exactly. Steven. Told not to do it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. I'm sorry I had to put my foot down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness for Steven. Oh, my goodness. He was great in this episode. <laughs> He's so great in every episode. He is. I really need to talk to you about the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a husband says they need to talk to you about vegetables, I feel like you should listen. Sha-la-la-la! So we're, and I don't think we actually saw Andy in it, aside from the opening credits, right? No, yeah, I didn't. They talked about him not walking yet, and which, by the way, if you don't walk and you're just a little kid, why are you going to a birthday party? That's (laughs) terrible plan. If anything, like it's a thing for the moms to get together, so there's no point in Alex going. No, no, no. 
They said like you know one of the kids from his little preschool class or something. I think. Yeah, but a one a one year old in preschool. Yeah, that's a little early. Maybe it was like a play. What do you call it? like a play group kind of thing? You know. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I mean, it could be something like that. I, I doubt they're dropping him off to preschool. It's daycare at that point, right? Yeah, it's a hundred percent daycare because you're just managing them. Yeah. Well, it was a fun little episode. It was a weird to like jump back to season four, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was definitely not as funny as some of the episodes you know that we'd seen recently, though. Well, and I, it's I wonder. I, I really would love to know the story of like why they had to save these episodes. Was it ones that they thought weren't that great, so they wanted to keep them you know as an emergency use? You know how because there's no other seasons, to the best of my knowledge, where they did something like that. So why did they do that with those ones? Yeah, I wonder if they just had a different idea, and so maybe the the studio saw the episode and went, nah, we don't love that one, you know? Why don't you work on this one again, or, you know, I don't know. But maybe there was, you know, some reason they couldn't make an episode that week. Someone, you know, the director got a double ear infection or something, <laughs> and so they had to, like, take a week off, and they're like, oh, we got this old episode we could put in here. Had to go to, you know, Oregon or something at the last minute. Right, right, exactly. I'm pretty sure it was the plane that gave it to me. Yeah, going the changing of pressure does not help any. No, I'm kind of glad our flight got canceled because I thought, man, I already was having a heck of a time with uh, the pressure in my ears. So, Ugh. whatever. Sha-la-la-la. Well, we did have a few guest stars in this episode. Shall we uh, talk about the guest stars? Oh yeah, I was curious who Liz was. Okay, yeah, there's some some maybe familiar faces in here. We'll start with Liz. Since uh, since you asked, oh right, Liz Liz Obeck, the next door neighbor, is played by an actress named Terry Farrell. Is she's Perry's daughter? Perry, I mean, I don't, I don't think it mentions that. I'm gonna oh. look and see. All right, I think it would probably be closer to like wife or something. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> no, there's no Perry in her life. No, no Perry's in there. <laughs> Where's Perry? All right, well, so Terry, not Perry, Terry Farrell, has 35 acting credits as recently as 2019, so she still does stuff occasionally. Oh, wow. One of the things that, I mean, I don't know if this is what you know her from, but she's in a lot of Star Trek stuff. Oh, really? She has a character named Jada or Jadzia, and I'm thinking that's probably like the same then there's Lieutenant Commander Jadzia. I think it's the same character um, across different episodes or seasons. But she's in Star Trek Renegades as that character. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. A bunch of 148 episodes of that. Video games. Like a bunch of stuff with Star Trek. Well, it totally would have been Deep Space Nine because I was such a huge fan that I watched that show. Okay, that would be it. Because she was in 148 episodes. Definitely like someone you would recognize from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Even with probably some prosthetics or makeup or whatever they did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure it's some kind of an alien or something. Because it's Jadzia Dax is her character's name. So probably probably some kind of alien. Um, let's see. But other things she did, um, you know, a few like one-offs on TV shows. She was in some uh, movies. Like she was in Hellraiser 3. She did an episode of Quantum Leap. She was in The Bonfire of the Vanities. The most important thing outside of Family Ties that she did, and we've talked about this before, is she's in Back to School. 
Oh, nice. If you remember correctly, this was on your list of movies to watch fairly recently. We had someone else who was in Back to School. Yeah. Who and was she it? plays Valerie in the that movie, which, if I remember correctly, she's one of the main love interests, if I remember correctly, for, like, the, the son who he has a crush on. Oh, okay. I believe that's that's the character. But anyway, fantastic movie. Definitely should check this out. It's on the list for when Phil makes Keith watch movies. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's, uh like, number nine. Okay, that's good. And it's got Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, it does. And Robert Downey Jr. Oh, how funny. Iron Man himself. Yeah. Well, before he was Iron Man. Before Iron Man, of course. Yeah. She was also in a movie called Off the Mark, which I've never heard of, but her character is named Janelle. Oh, how funny is that? Yeah. You know, see, it's not spelled exactly the same name as my Janelle. Close. That's fun. But, unfortunately, this is her only appearance on Family Ties. I mean, I guess we never find out what happens between Terry and Liz. And Alex doesn't get to, like, date his childhood love, you know. Oh, poor Alex. Now, here's the other interesting thing, though. So, this was made during season four, which means... With Ellen. We still had Ellen in season four. Yes, we had... So, he was, like, all the way to the over end. her. Hmm... No wonder Ellen left. Look at you, Alex. What did you do? Alex, you cad. I didn't even think about that until right this second. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because he was totally with uh, Ellen until uh, the end of the season. Then she went to Paris. Man. Alex. Alex. Shame on you. Have you no shame? He does. He has no shame. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we had Terry Bridgman, who was played by an actor named Tony Carriero. Carriero. I don't know. Sorry, Tony. I I probably messed it up. (laughs) Carriero. It's a tough one there. Let's see. Tony has 46 acting credits, most recently in 2017. So, again, fairly recently active. And he's been in, he's done a lot of like uh, recently more like independent movies and things, but he did a lot of TV shows before that, like Diagnosis Murder and Charmed, things like that. He was in the movie Lucky Numbers. That one actually shot, it was in 1997, um, if I remember correctly, 98 when they were shooting. It came out in 2000, but they actually shot it near our college and we went down and like kind of lurked around the the film set because they shot it right near us. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. With John Travolta and I think Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember yeah. that movie at all. Uh, it wasn't super memorable. I don't think. Oh, well that it, could it be exists, re- the reason why. Yeah, it's fine, but you know, it was just more exciting for us because we got to see them make it. So <laughs> yeah, well that's always more exciting, especially when you're going to college for film school. Let's see. Uh, he was also in the movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey and a bunch of other stuff. Matlock, Days of Our Lives, a lot of one-off things here and there. Okay. But this is his only episode of Family Ties. So Who would have seen no that more coming? Carrey. I know. Unbelievable. Actually, interestingly enough, this is only the second thing he was ever in. The first, he did an episode of Cheers and then the, the same year in 86. And then Family Ties is listed after that. Okay, our third and final guest star, and this one is really interesting. Did you recognize the boss at the party, Mr. Ted Waterman? I did, I did, because he was in the episode with uh, the Peter Sklari episode. 
You got it. Yes. This is really fun. So we actually just talked about him a couple episodes ago. Uh, Ted Waterman, played by John Petlock, is the name of the actor. Yep. And he did five episodes of Family Ties. And the most recent one he did was the the bank one. Remember when uh, Alex was going to work oh, in the yeah. bank? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he was terrible to the uh, the person, the woman who was his boss. Right. So he was the bank manager at the bank. Oh, how funny. Which is a different character than he was this time. He was Ted Waterman in this. But in season four, he was in, like you said, he was the, the boss at the architecture firm with Peter Scolari in that episode. And so he was playing the same character in that one, Ted Waterman. So it's weird because in the timeline of the way they played him, he plays... Ted Waterman, then he plays uh, the manager of the bank, and then he plays Ted Waterman again, but it's because this episode was aired out of the order from when it was shot. Was he not in the episode when Elise was uh, getting hired at that firm in the first place? No, he was not. Because the other ones he did, so we've got, he did the two as Mr. as Ted Waterman, and then the one we just saw at the bank. Then in season three, he was an anti-up, the one where the aunt dies. He was the reverend at the at the funeral. Oh, okay. And then he was also in the pilot as Mr. Preston Blanton, which is the father of the girl that uh, Alex was dating. Oh, wow. Okay. So the only repeats that he did was Ted Waterman, but they were separated by another one because of the way the seasons played out, so. Huh. Interesting. That is interesting. So this is the fifth and final appearance. We've talked about him four times before in the show. This is it. So good job. Ted Waterman. Ted Waterman. Well, a.k.a. John Petlock. Yes. And that's it for our guest stars. None of the people in the party had any lines. It's funny because the... At one point, I forgot this, that at the party, um, in order to break them up, Elise was trying to get Terry to go out with Ted Waterman's mom, <laughs> who's, you know, an older lady. And they have a whole scene with where they're trying to set him up, and she never gets a line. She just kind of, like, is mute and then walks away. So Yeah, she just stares at Elise with, like, this horrible look on her face, like, oh, my gosh, what are you even suggesting? So she didn't get her sad card with that one. They just no. put her in there. <laughs> That's guest stars. She might have got her sad card. Oh, <laughs> boo! <laughs> well, thank you for booing me. That was that was the right answer. <laughs> oh no, boo hoo! I forgot the who part. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> Sha la la la. Well, I've talked a lot, Keith. What stuff did you want to talk about in this episode? Any good jokes or stuff you wanted to point out? Yeah. So I mean, you went over most of the good jokes. I did like the part when Steven was telling Elise, he's like, look, we played charades at dinner, you know, after dinner, and you literally spelled out, you're no good for each other. (laughs) Elise and her back and forth, breaking them up and getting them together. Right. And she, again, was kind of frantic. You know, she was doing that uh, that whole thing where she doesn't listen. She just gets driven and she's going to do it come, you know, hell or high water. So it was pretty funny. Um, The other thing that I did write down is when she was trying to sell Ted's mom to Terry, and she's like, and luckily, she's a recent widow. (laughs) Right. I was like, wow. That's kind of brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Elise was not thinking straight. No. 
And then just to go back to where Nick and uh, Alex are working on that poor baby and, you know, they're having that back and forth about, oh, you know, you can't wear white shoes after Labor Day, you know, and she's with a floral dress. And, you know, and then uh, then Nick's like, yeah, well, the next one we put on some little pants and Alex is all, it's a party, Nick. Yeah, don't wear pants. (laughs) I was just like, what? Uh, Uh, they're They're so great together. They have great chemistry as well. Yeah, well, there was that time, and you know, you had pointed it out a few episodes ago, where Nick walks in and is all, "Hey, little fella." <laughs> yeah, and this like one his... he said, "How's my little friend?" And then Alex <laughs> said, "How's my Neanderthal friend?" And he's like, "Oh, fine." <laughs> yeah, doing good. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was so good. Nick is so good. I, yeah, I love him. I'm glad we had more Nick in this episode. Yeah, and that's good because, you know, after the last couple, I was afraid we were going to have to go without him again for a while. Yeah, but since he was season four, it was younger Nick, but still Nick. Yeah, his hair wasn't as long as it was uh, during the wedding episode. Like, he was 100%. He was nicked out in the last two episodes until this one. Yeah, his hair was bigger in the wedding episode than Mallory's was in this one. <laughs> but he was still wearing that same like purpley belt looking thing. His yeah, where belt. it like dangles down a little bit. Yeah. So unique. Yep. It's very Nick. So that's definitely part of his wardrobe. I, I also loved at the beginning when Nick first comes in, they're in the kitchen, and he's saying that he's been going around, you know, dumpster diving for trash. And he said he was just looking in the Keaton's trash, and he's like, yeah, your garbage is completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's like, I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. And then he's like, oh, you're holding out on me. And he was looking at those, uh, the, the, the manicotti shells. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you see he was filling one at one point? No, really. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah. And he was doing a good job. Well, Nick's an artist. He is. He is. It, t- it takes an artist's hands to fill those manicotti shells. Yes, it does. <laughs> Chanel, use your artist hands, please. <laughs> Fill those manicotti shells. <laughs> so does she make all the inside like by hand, you know, like? Well, I mean, to a certain degree, she doesn't like, you know, grind the <laughs> Italian sausage from scratch. But, you know, she's yes, not she churning the, the cheese or anything. Yeah, we have our little cave that we, you know, we let it mature in and then we pull it out. No, but I mean, like she puts the cheese in and she makes her own sauce. And then she puts the sausage in, and it's, mm. it's great. It's really good. That sounds good. I'm not doing myself any uh, service here because I had Googled it. Like, how do you fill a manicotti shell? And so I'm watching, you know, I see all these photos of manicotti now, and I'm like, oh, I'd eat that one. I'd eat that one. Okay. You want to hear another thing that Janelle made recently? Yes. This was, like, the best thing ever. I don't know. She got this on, I think she got the idea from, like, TikTok or somewhere like that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like a, it's a lasagna, but it's, I forget what it was called, but it was like a thin tray lasagna. And so basically the way that you make it, it's like thinner and it's spread out across a wider pan. And so the whole thing like crisps up. Cause my favorite part is a mini people's is the outside edge where it's all crispy and good. Oh yeah. So the whole thing is like the edge. Oh, it's phenomenal. Like, I, I don't even, I'm probably not even doing it justice describing it, but it's so good. Oh, I'm it picturing the best, it. Like, lasagna. It was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, is, I guess it's, I mean, obviously lasagna is many layers. So maybe it's only like two or three layers high. Yeah. I think it was like less layers and it was like a different kind of pan that she did it on so that it just, 
I don't know. It was great. It was lasagna, but it was like the whole thing was crispy, like on the outside, not burnt, just like that mm. perfect. You know, I always want the corner piece. That's the best part where it gets all caramelized. Or yeah, whatever. and the cheese gets a little uh, browned. Yeah. And, mm. Yep. Like the whole thing was that. All the way yeah. down, too, because it was thin enough that like the inner layers were all crispy, too. But, you know, it still had like the good soft filling. And oh my gosh, it was so good. That cheesy, gooey goodness. Yeah. Mmm. This is not my fault this time. It isn't family ties. They were showing manicotti, so that got me going. <laughs> no, it's totally the show's fault this time. Sha-la-la-la! When Liz comes over and there's an awkward time and she's trying to get out of the conversation with Terry, she asks if she can use the restroom. And they direct her to the upstairs restroom. And it's like the first door on the right or something like that. Yeah. Do they not have a restroom downstairs? Apparently, no, they don't. I, I guess not. That just seems weird that their only restroom would be upstairs with all the... I mean, I'm sure... I, I assume they would have one upstairs, but... They have to have one downstairs, were, though. Right? Maybe that's their messy one. They don't want the guests to go in. Or maybe they were already in the living room, and so instead of saying, like, yeah, it's right here off the kitchen through the secret right. uh, you know, family room... I mean, it's got, they have to have one down there. Have That's to. also weird, too. I mean, like, you know, you have to go up to where everyone's bedrooms are to go to the bathroom, which, I mean, that's fine, but. Yeah. Just, it seems like that house would have a downstairs bathroom. I always assumed. I feel like, doesn't every uh, single store or two story home have to have a bathroom on the first floor? I would think so. I mean, I'm sure now it does. Yeah. You know, uh, for I mean, ADA requirements, yeah. right? Like, I, I'm sure. But, I mean, this is the 80s. It was the Wild West back then. You could do anything, you know. That's true, actually. Yeah, could you imagine, like, oh, yeah, hey, the only bathroom uh, is upstairs, so you got to go upstairs to use the bathroom, so just don't open the doors. Right. Only open the bathroom door. Oh, that'd be so weird to have a house full of people and everybody's got to go upstairs. Well, there's no bedrooms downstairs either, though, so... Yeah, but when they were opening the, the bed and breakfast at their house when the parents were out of town, does that mean everyone had to go upstairs to their bedroom bathrooms? Maybe they only had one bathroom and they all share. Oh, man. That's even worse. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> we, only, we have two bathrooms. This is our first house we've ever had where we have two bathrooms. And it's it's great, but it's not quite enough still at this point. You really could use a third, <laughs> huh? Yes, especially with a teenager. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like, I never thought this would be true. But like, there are times when Audrey's showers are like longer. Like, I went out and worked in the yard for a while today and I came back in and then I got a drink. I was all hot and sweaty. And I was like, I think I'm gonna take a shower. It looks like Audrey's still in there. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You're still in the shower. (laughs) I, I just I don't understand how. It can be so long. Well, I take long showers. I was but. just gonna say, aren't you notorious for doing that? Yeah, but like she puts me to shame. <laughs> so, Aww. it's real. It's it real. is. It is. Well, thankfully, I mean, I don't know how Luke showers, but like Griffin is and Aiden have always been super quick showerers. Yeah, I mean that's like Luke is the quick shower in ours. So you, I guess it's just everyone has their different shower techniques. Yeah. I'm always a fast showerer, but it's not uncommon for me to take two a day. So, well, if there's a yard work day, that's definitely me. Oh, I have for to sure. After I work in the yard, yeah, you got to get all that uh, green waste off of you. Yeah, 
Otherwise, and out of my oh, sinuses. <laughs> yes, exactly. To go to bed afterwards and you're all impacted and oh, oh gross. Couldn't do it. No. No, no not at all. Sha la la la. Was there a moral in this episode? Yeah. First off, when your husband wants to talk about vegetables, it's time to listen to him. That's right. <laughs> yes. Every problem in this episode could have been handled by just listening to Steven. <laughs> exactly. It's not oftentimes that he's got all the answers, but when he does. <laughs> when he does, he does. And he did this time. Yeah. And the second half is, is when it comes to somebody else's love life, stay out of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think she almost learned that lesson, and then she unlearned it at the end. She did, because so she close. got lucky that it all worked out. If it would have gone down in horrible train wreck and tragedy, then, you know, she would have stayed out of it forever. Yes. And then Stephen would have locked her in the house, is what they said. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't talk to anybody, and she could never uh, leave the house. Never go out again. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, am I being too, would that be too hard on me? He's like, no, I, I don't think it would be. <laughs> All deadpan. That's definitely my takeaway as well. I mean, just communication. You know, listening to Steven, asking, uh, you know, Liz beforehand, you know, are you interested in meeting somebody? Because, you know, if they both said, yes, I want to meet someone that would be interested in, you know, setting us up on a date, that's different. Oh, yeah. You know, here's two people I know that are interested in meeting someone and they're mutually agreed to, to try it out. That's fine. But sneaking it, that's where all the problem came. Exactly. And, okay, so this is a little bit weird, but could you imagine calling your neighbor's kid and saying, hey, why don't you come over and meet somebody? Right. I'm like, in what world would I call somebody and go, hey, I know somebody, come on over. Well, and it's also was weird that, like, they just invited her over for dinner. She's like, thanks for the invite. This is great. Like, just out of the blue. I mean, I don't know. I guess we've never seen her before, so they must not hang out that much. No. Plus... I guess maybe she doesn't live next door anymore because she was the next door neighbor. But then at the end, when Alex is like ogling, Steven says she's too old for you, mm-hmm. which means she must not live at home anymore. Yeah, you would think. I mean, what is she, 25, 30? I mean, she wasn't that old. But Alex is 21, so she's got to be older than that. So she's definitely like not just living next door still. I no. don't know. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Huh. Liz Obeck, we'll probably never find out, because this is it. Yeah, because she's gone. She just walked into our lives and right back out again. So will we be back to a regular episode from this season next week, or are they are the season four ones in a block? I don't know. Ooh, are you going to look ahead or no? No, I like to be fresh. I like to go into it and not know. You like to just be surprised? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes, I, do. I know there's more coming just because I've watched them before, but it's been long enough. I don't remember where. I'm already excited because it's so much fun. It is. I am too. Now, a couple of business things before we bring this uh, whole thing to a close. We are entering into summer season, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. And there is going to be a season break coming up. We've got a few more episodes. We're not there yet, but I just wanted to get people aware so that it's on your radar summer break there you know janelle and i are going to go on some trips you guys are going to be doing stuff it's just going to be busy so there will be a summer vacation yes 
I have a kid graduating and Phil, let me just warn you now, whenever oh. somebody says, oh, when they graduate, you know, just get ready to shell cash out every time you turn around, double it. <laughs> because every time I turn around, it's literally like, oh, prom tickets, there's $125. Oh, uh, I need your senior breakfast. Okay, there's 20 bucks. Oh, I need an invitation for my senior, you know, whatever. It's just like every time you turn around, it's more money, more money, more money. I saw someone posting today asking if they could buy tickets to the graduation. Do you have to pay for graduation tickets? You get two for free, and you can buy up to uh, six more at $12 each. Oh, uh, what? Only yep. two for free? Two. Two for free. It's because there's too many kids graduating. They don't have room for everybody. And only six. Man, my, like wouldn't even fit my immediate family, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then on May 30th, there's any tickets that are still available go to sale for the general public. So you can buy more at that point. But I think you cap out at four more. Do they have like Ticketmaster fees and stuff too? <laughs> no, thankfully no. But okay. we were in Oregon when Griffin's tickets, because, you know, it's all by uh, last name. And so right. I told him, he goes, well, how many am I going to get? I go, you're going to get the max. And he goes, oh, oh, okay, okay. So he got it. And then I just transferred him money. So... But yeah, so okay. we got we have our eight, but man, it's kind of that's crazy, kind of a disappointment. But at the same time, I think the whole system of graduation is really outdated. Like the actual ceremony, you mean? Oh yeah, or? yeah. Because okay, the mayor is now going to speak. They've got all these dignitaries from the school district is going to speak. They don't do valedictorian anymore, like you said. So then there's a right. couple of student speeches. Like I think the ASB president gives a speech. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a four or five hour event. Let's find a way to cut this down. 640 kids, I think, is the graduating class this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They don't like, I mean, they read off all those names. Every name. Every and name. They all so. have to walk across the stage. Yep. They all have to get the diploma. Yep. That's so long. It's going to take forever. So on June 7th, I can already guarantee you I'll, I'll be dead. I can imagine. That is crazy. <laughs> It's been made known that I'm not a big fan of going to weddings, but I should also mention that I don't love other formal gatherings like graduations and, uh, I mean, funerals, obviously, but any anything of that nature, I well, just like to not have to go to those. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, the good thing about funerals is people are dying to hang out with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a wow. terrible joke. I apologize. <laughs> That is that is pretty bad, but yeah. <laughs> worthy, worthy of the. Of well, the thank you. <laughs> we went to a funeral just like a couple of weeks ago. My poor old sweet neighbor um, just passed away. He he was ninety three or ninety four, just a lovely man, awesome guy, and uh, you know his health has unfortunately declined over the last couple of years. But I think you get to that point in your life, like where. You've outlived all of your friends. He only had one daughter. So it was the daughter, a couple of other people that he knew, and then like the neighbors across the street who lived right next door to him. They it was them and four kids, and then me and four kids. So and Heidi. So we were the lion's share of the of the funeral between them and us. I mean, we were well over two thirds. That puts a lot of pressure. Like, you can't slip out the back early then. No, no, no. Well, the good thing is, is it was outside, so it was really beautiful, and it was at Forest Lawn in Glendale, 
And uh, the whole ceremony was only like 20 minutes long. No, oh, that's quick. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It's not something that I relish. I mean, obviously, a few people are excited about funerals, but right. they're all in that same category, you know. To me, yeah. like going to a funeral, going to a wedding, going to graduation are all kind of the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> you I have to get dress dressed in up and you cry inside. Yep. I have to yeah, be bored or sad or some combination of both. And uh, I got to make small talk with a lot of people, some of which I want to, but others I don't. Yeah. That's, yeah. When you die, do you want a funeral? I want a show, like a concert. Uh, You know, just people hang out. Janelle knows the bands I like. So, you know, have a show, get people to hang out, talk about fun stuff. That's it. (laughs) And then leave whenever you want. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, stay for the last band, because there's nothing worse than when everyone bails for the last band. But, you know, everyone, buy some merch from the bands and support them, and, you know, buy up all the rest of the Popbox music merch, because uh, Janelle doesn't want to deal with that after I'm gone, you know. No. (laughs) So, hopefully people still want CDs in 50 years or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will. It'll be just like vinyl that's going to have come around and vinyl will be out and everybody's going to be like, oh, CDs are so much better. That's right. The sound quality is amazing. It is. And you can skip tracks. Yeah, that's true. And you can put in like hidden tracks and stuff in CDs. That's right. There's so much stuff that people just miss out on these days. Oh, all the magic and the wonder. Well, I think it is magic and wonderful that our dear listeners have hung out with us and listened to this episode and watched Family Ties along with us. And I want to say thank you guys for listening. Oh, Phil, there's one more thing I forgot to tell you. What? What? If you have a Samsung TV, like a newer Samsung TV, it comes with like, you know, TV channels that are free. And one of the channels is playing Family Ties 24 hours a day. Really? Yes. I didn't know. I had a friend tell me. He's like, yeah, I just turned on the TV one day and I was looking through those channels. One of them is Family Ties. And so he goes, I watched Family Ties for like three solid hours, just one episode after another. There's no commercials or anything. Um, I think he said there's like a commercial in between like episodes. And um, he's like, it's just on the Samsung TV. Like you just click their little home button and go to their channels, their channel guide. And there's a Family Ties channel? Yep. Yep. And they're just playing episodes of Family Ties back, back to back. I think we have a Samsung. I need to like go look at that. I can't. I'm attached to my computer right now, but I'm going to look later. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was pretty exciting. So if any of our listeners maybe aren't watching because they don't have Paramount or they didn't buy the box set, but they still want to catch up on some family ties and they got a Samsung TV, you know, jump in. This is a good idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me. I mean, I don't think I did it on purpose, but I'm glad that it did remind you. (laughs) Yeah, well, it doesn't take much because, you know, I got a squirrel brain, so it's all over the place. (laughs) Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for reminding everyone. And thank you, Keith, for being an amazing co-host. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for your patience as I dealt with, you know, uh, one crisis uh, to another. Oh, that's that's okay. We all have those things. We've had all kinds of adventures here as well. It gave me a break, so I, I appreciate that as well. <laughs> oh, well, I'm looking forward to getting uh, back to business here for the next few weeks until summer comes in, and then, you know, we'll all be on vacation again. That sounds good. Well, I like it. Thank you again, dear listeners. Please join us again next week on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. 
What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. Close enough.